Rise and rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Show Daily Journal. I am not Chris Ann Hall. This is J.C. Hall filling in for Chris Ann while she's still rocking and rolling in Texas, having great meetings there. Um, I believe she did some sheriff training today, sh- training some constitutional sheriffs, recruiting constitutional sheriffs, um, getting sheriffs on board to stand up for their oaths. Um, like every public representative should do, supposed to do, um, seem like they have a hard time doing, but, uh, we, you know, we're focused on the local and state getting back to the, uh, the backstops, federal overreach, doing what we can, where we can, while we can. And, um, you know, we really firmly believe if you plug in where you're at, you, you can make a difference. I'm telling you, I'm going to have, I am going to have the greatest year ever. Chris Ann and I, we're going to have the greatest year ever, and uh, it's going to be awesome. And uh, you, you just, you can't stop God's people. And uh, the Patriots are going to stand up. We're going to, we're going to have success. We're going to experience liberty, and going to keep pushing back. You know, their things seem like they're so huge at at these higher levels and big things that we get wound up about. Um, you still have to fight them. You know, a lot of that is just making kind of the first step. Big part is making people aware of what's going on. People have to get informed, get educated uh, so that you can get them engaged and, you know, then teach them how to organize and and just just plug in. So it's like we're back. We're back almost at square one in some ways of uh, fighting our way back into the system. And I, I said yesterday, everything we're seeing is is a symptom. Stuff we fight's not the root of the problem, really. The root of the problem, for most of it, uh, is our lack of engagement. That we've been disengaged for decades and decades, and so we have to change that. And you know, here's the thing: you want to you want to change your world. You know what's the best remedy? This going to be. I'll just be straightforward. Because I am who I am. This, this, what we say is what we believe. It's just the way it is. The best thing you can do to, I guess, undermine the attack and fight back against the attack is be your best. Be your best. I believe several things. One, plug in to a life of faith be the best person of faith you can be, be the best Christian you can be, the best believer you can be, best person of faith you can be. Commit yourself to your faith sincerely and boldly, courageously. We don't need cowardly faith. We need courageous faith. Uh, And then secondly, husband, wife, father, mother, be the best husband you can be. Be the best father you can be. Raise up children, right? If you are... Man, if if so, if every patriot just decided I'm gonna be the the mom and dad I'm supposed to be, which means I'm gonna be a parent to my child, where I raise them up and teach them truth, to where they can stand on this truth courageously, without wavering. I mean, come on, you got what was supposed to be seventy, excuse me, seventy million of us. Or domestic terrorists, whatever. So, seventy million patriots uh, raising kids who are unwavering patriots. 
then game over, baby. Game over. What could they do about that? If we're here's the thing, if we're doing what we're supposed to do, where we're at, being what we're supposed to be, where we're at, who do they have to recruit from? The problem is generation for decades now, we've been sending off our children to these propaganda brainwashing concentration camps, not 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 taking responsibilities, our responsibility. So many parents, I listen to parents blaming public, getting mad at public school, getting mad at, at, at college and whatever. And we know it's a mess. I mean, that, that's a battle to fight. That's an arena we have to fight in. But the thing is, that was, come on, that, what, that's not been a mystery to people. Like you just found out six months ago that public education is corrupted. No, we've known that for decades, but yet continually send our children. I'm thankful that the homeschool move, movement is like one of the fastest growing movements on the planet. You know, so that tells me people are waking up. People are deciding I'm going to take back responsibility for my own family. Uh, nobody's going to teach them the principles and teach them how to stand for them better than better than I will. So. Anyway, that's the point. You do what you can, where you can, while you can. Be the best you where you're at and then influence where you're at. Plug in, engage, push back right where you are. Stop. Don't, you know, yeah, we know there's all this stuff here. We have to understand that we fight that. And that's what you're called to do. Then go do it. But we have a lot of people as I look around. I, I watch and see, OK, here's a person. You could be doing something. You, you, you right there could be doing something right there where you are. And then I watch those same people. They're focused on this stuff that has nothing to do with impacting right where they are. When if they impacted where they're at, then they could affect that other stuff. But they're focused on the other stuff, neglecting where they're at, and then they don't affect that other stuff. Are you following me? So what do what you can where you are while you can amen do what you're supposed to do and so got a great guest today who's doing just that uh, we met many many years ago now um seems like forever ago but in a nutshell that's what he does i mean ever since the day i met this guy i i look at i look at this guy I, hey it's Tho Bishop. What do I know about Tho Bishop? Here's a guy who he decided he's going to do what he can do, where he's at, with what he has, the skills he has, the knowledge he has, what, what he's developed in himself. And boom, I'm going to do that. This is a guy following his calling, uh, super smart guy, and uh, just getting busy, man, getting to it, helping people, making an impact making a splash now come on where's my man tho bishop there he is welcome brother oh, pastor hall thank you so much for having me on yes sir man i you know you came on the radar which i'm always watching you i follow your stuff and and you know read and you know we hit back and forth on the facebook every now and again and uh you know i love smart people i, I don't i don't like hanging around dumb people i don't have time for dumb people and so you know, smart guy and and somebody that puts thought to this. Though Bishop is a guy who he's a thinker and analyzes and then comes up with solution, like break something down. And I love 
what I've seen with my man Tho, he he can look at he looks at what's going on and can see what's happening. This this is the thing. People people look at stuff in this like they take in whatever mainstream or whatever. And I see Tho Bishop and like, okay, this guy's looking at it. He's putting his own thinking to it and actually can see and then show others and break it down. And uh, your article where you came on the radar screen last week, I was like, wow, look at that. You had an article appear on uh, Rush Limbaugh. Rush Limbaugh quoted this thing. And I said, oh, I got I got to check this out, went and read it. And man, just the way you broke it down, seeing what was happening and then kind of saying where we're headed and the consequences really really impressive so anyway introduce yourself to the audience tell us who is though bishop man where are you at now what are you doing uh so many things let the people know who you are well i'm kind of a product in many ways of, of kind of the ron paul era back in uh, you know, 2008 2012 i'm not interested in libertarianism and, and particularly economics after the um you know financial crisis of 08 um and i kept coming across this stuff called austrian economics um, it's Henry Hassan's economic, Economics in One Lesson, which is one of the best introductions into economics Absolutely. there is. And uh, I just got, you know, I kept reading more and more, and it just made sense. And uh, I started writing about it. And I was able to, after the Tea Party kind of revolution in 2010, I had the opportunity to go up to the Financial Services Committee up in D.C. Um, a, a candidate I used to do some, some work with became chairman of the Banking Committee. And uh, so I got to work with Ron Paul's staff up there, who I was obviously again, a very big fan of. And then after that, um, I came down, ran for office in, in Panama City, and, and I ended up winning because I didn't win that race, but uh, it gave me the opportunity to lifetime um, working for the Mises Institute. And if, if you're not familiar with the Mises Institute, um, we're an organization uh, based in Auburn, Alabama. Um, and our, our biggest thing is trying to fix the way we teach economics generally, understand it. Um, it's become a, a, a – it's, at its core, it is about understanding – how individuals work in a society with finite resources, with different wants, different ends, and how this can all come together to build up civilization. And unfortunately, it's been completely perverted by, in the 20th century, by John Maynard Keynes, the Keynesian Revolution, into something where it has become kind of weaponized. It's, it used to be made uh, excuses for government policy. And one of the really corrosive aspects to it is that one of the ways that we build up a civilization is by saving you know, by planting a tree that your sons are going to benefit from. Right. And everything, all of our institutions, political institutions are designed against it. It's about consumerism. It's about short-termism. And that's one of the kind of the core, core corrupting aspects of what Keynes was teaching. And, and we're dealing with the consequences of today. I mean, when, when, and I mean, for example, now, I mean, you, you have this interesting thing going on with Robin Hood and, and Wall Street and all sort of thing. One of the biggest issues we have is that when you've had Federal Reserve policy for, for a decade, right, with 0% interest rates, uh, if you're a working guy and you put your money in a bank, you don't get anything. But if you are invested in you know, financial assets, then you've been doing great, right? And all this kind of, I think, set the stage for this kind of age of political populism that we're seeing now. Um, you know, obviously, Trump um, was, was a big aspect to that on the right, Bernie Sanders to a certain extent on the left. And I think what's interesting and, and what, what I've been interested in is it's, you know, I've, I've you know, obviously I love the ideas of liberty and the ideologies of liberty, but how do we take those ideas and to put them to practice, given the political system that we have? 
Right. And and so that's that's where I've kind of gotten interested in the works of people like Michael Malice, who have um, talked about the work of like a Curtis Yarvin and and some of this uh, uh, really kind of focusing on on the dark side of politics, like where where power really is rather mm-hmm. than ideology. And and really one of the big you know, so I, I've become appreciative of the way that you know for the longest time I've I've been I've been anti-democracy as a good way of, of running things, right? You know, obviously that this is why you have a republic to distill and to try to uh, take, take away some of the dangers that can come from democracy. Uh, but increasingly, I've kind of seen it, seen the value of it as a way of working class and, and kind of really that middle class. You know, throughout history, you can often have peasant re- revolutions, right? Whereas people have nothing to lose and that yeah. can come to have really devastating consequences. Other times you have kind of the, the coups by the elite where they hijack the government for their own self-interest, right? Democracy, particularly in America, right? The Jeffersonian Revolution, the the Jacksonians, um, you had the Bourbon Democrats after the Civil War, which is a very interesting time period. Um, again, and, and Trump, it, it's a way of getting the working class and the kind of, kind of middle class represented in power, and and that requires having institutions work on behalf of the people and, and politically political parties. I think right now. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm vice chairman of the Bay County Republican Party. We're trying to use this as a vehicle to give voice to Trump supporters right. that in spite of us being in a plus 43 district, Trump's, you know, our, our local government officials really don't they, they don't want to take on uh, uh, raising concerns about the election. Right. You know, yeah. They don't want to take on those sort of things because they're worried about what corporations are going to say about them. Right. They're going to worry about offending, um, you know, someone in uh, the media or something like that. And so it's trying to, you know, trying to sync all these together, the Austrian economics, populism, appreciation for like American political history, and trying to distill it down into something practical. And then your, your intro, focusing on local politics, focusing on, on the state, focusing on yourself. You know, as Harry, Harry Brown used to say, you know, it, the best thing you can do is be one improved unit in the world. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. and, and, and then, you know, you know yeah, getting into a church and and getting married and, and you know working and starting a family and all these things you know it's it's uh you know i i'm 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 very pessimistic about some of the things that are going on in the country but i i personally am very happy uh with where my life is because of you know yeah these, these sort of things you, you have to you have to leverage opportunity man and uh i'm i'm naturally a cynic chrisanne is the optimist in the family um but you know my faith grounds me in 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 uh, where i don't walk in that you know i don't i don't just give into my natural cynicism um and and it helps move me you know because you it's like like the old uh like the old church church lady said you got to put feet to your prayers you know what i mean It, it so it gets you moving to do something if if you know if you know there's hope out there, I think that one of the dangers people lose hope mm-hmm. and then they stop moving. They stop working. You know, people throw up their hands. Well, you can't do anything. Your voting doesn't matter. All of these things that we see all the time, just people have an excuse for every, every, every reason why everything doesn't work and nothing's going to work and nothing's going to happen. Yeah. If you keep saying that and convincing yourself of that, no, nothing's going to happen for you. That's for sure. Uh, and, and you, you get a whole, country of people moving in that direction you know you're not going to go anywhere and so i think it's uh i i appreciate you know when when i see the stuff you write and and things that you're doing it's it's you know there's a there's a an exposure of what's going on you're i mean you're exposing things and you're you're telling people how things work but then there's also this 
this this sense of understanding of hey this is how this is what we should be doing this is how we could do it this is what we ought to do because this works this is successful this is what's this is what brings productivity this is what brings uh prosperity i was looking at uh you had an article uh recently about the uh the uh caps on ceo pay was that that was yours right yeah, you, yeah. you had i was just uh i was just perusing that uh and it's one of those things the same things that you know you where as we tell people all the time, you have to know your, you have to know history. You have to know the, the these principles. And uh, I was thinking earlier, as you were talking about the Mises Institute, you know, I've watched, I, I watched, um, gosh, I forget what the thing's called, but you guys have these, the, the program where you bring folks up and it's like, the, it's like a camp and all these great speakers teaching constitutional principles. And, and I, I've, I've said for many times, one of the biggest threats in america is economic illiteracy because this allows the the leftist agenda for lack of a better term to recruit so many ignorant and misguided people because they're completely economically illiterate so then they you know the the these lefties can show up on the scene the socialists and say oh here's this free this and free that and free whatever and free everything and they have no concept of there's no such thing as free the, the the this has got to be paid for from somewhere and in reality the person the person receiving the so-called free stuff is actually being robbed right. and they don't even know it so uh but, but you 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 had a part in that putting on these seminars and organizing and connecting people and 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 uh, working the social media and messaging and, and all that can you talk a little bit about that and like how how important that is how impactful this is and how you know what's going on with the, the how big of an impact does this uh, lack of understanding of basic economics? How, how how does that hurt us? Yeah, absolutely. Well, the, the program that we do every summer is it's called Mises University, and it's great because we we basically try to cram in like four years worth of economic education into one week. Yeah, and, okay. and we we have students from all around the country, or all around the world that come to this. We usually about one hundred fifty students. We we still did it last year in spite of COVID. It was a smaller yeah. crowd. We couldn't get any internationals in. Um, but what's really interesting about that is that not only do we bring in great, great teachers and great scholars, and do we have all this great, you know, you, you, a lot of courses within it. Uh, Judge Napolitano does a multi-part uh, economics and constitution class yep. as well within it. Um, but what's, yeah, Tom Woods is a regular. And what's great is that it's not only the, the interactions with the, the faculty, but it's also the conversations with the students. And, and I, I, mean, I never really, my full appreciation for being an American didn't come about until I started hanging out with these, these foreign students all the time. Because, <laughs> again, I, I, like being a libertarian in America, right, like you can always identify all the ways the state, you know, is, is making your life worse. And you right. can always, you, you, can, you can feel like, you know, oh, you're, we're in the worst country in the world. And it's like, we've got plenty of things wrong. Like, you know, we, we could fill you know, days and days talking about everything wrong. But it's, it's that spirit that's kind of baked in you know, that they're trying to erase that. They're trying to eliminate that from our society, right? That's the big yeah. goal, but there's still something baked in there. That's unique. And you talk to someone from Brazil, you talk to someone from, from France or some of these other places and they don't have that. And they, they, they love being here in that environment. Like that makes it very different. And, and so one of our top priorities have always been like, we're, we're not a think tank in the traditional sense where we're producing legislation and things like that, trying to alter policy. Our goal is to try to educate people, um, whether it's students, whether it's professionals, 
um, you know, we, we help uh, uh, PhDs so we can create new generations of scholars to continue yeah. work. We just started our own master's program, which is going to be accredited as well. And our goal is that, you know, in this age, I think that, you know, conservatives are recognizing the dangers of counting on institutions that are controlled by the enemy. Right. And so one of the things the Institute's always been proud of is like, instead of, we, we build our own institutions. Um, so we've got a huge online la- database library of, of books and articles and podcasts and all that sort of stuff. You know, we, we, we build our own camps. We build our own, you know, our, our own master's program. Um, because that's one of the things that drives me crazy. And going on to what you said earlier is that, you know, there's so many people here in Bay County, for example, like you talk to them about how bad colleges are and they'll say, oh yeah, right on. You know, we, we all these, all these Marxists in colleges, we got to stop that. Mm-hmm. And then you'll see them like, you know, make a post about how excited they are for little Johnny and Susie that are now going to FSU. Absolutely. And it's like, you know, there's, there's, for say, if, if they're going to go be a doctor or something, fine. Okay. But like, if, if, if you're they're just going without any sort of real notion of where they want to, they want to study or putting some social science programs, something like that, you're giving your most precious asset to the enemy. Yeah. And like, and this is what we're saying. The, the most radical group in the country in terms of a voting block are white college educated liberals and, and hopefully we'll start seeing republicans uh, you, 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 for, for for decades for like about a decade now they've been we've had the republican party or at least voters not necessarily the politicians in washington take very seriously the concerns concerns of like illegal immigration the way that affects voting and you know citizenship for this because you know it's going to create an electorate that you know is going to to hurt you know the republican cause and you know they don't necessarily have the same political values we do fine um guess what we have a lot more voters coming out of colleges yeah and it, that's that's what's changed you know that, that's that's what is creating issues in georgia yeah. that's what's say, creating say that again yeah and, and 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 it's because of the lack of economic education and again if you get a degree in edu- economics you're going to know more know less about economics than somebody that just you know that, that that just knows how to balance their books right um it's become this is how you get aoc who got her degree at what was it, you know, boston university in economics and is, is, is a flaming socialist because like that's how corruptive it's right. become in universities. Yeah, how can and, that be economics, right? Yeah, and and it's, it's terrifying. And, and so that's what you have to get. You have to teach people opportunity costs. You have to teach people. Um, one of the best people on Twitter about economics is a, a scholar of ours, Per Byland, uh, P-E-R-B-Y-L-U-N-D. And like he had this tweet that went viral a few years ago that just summarized it so perfectly. It's like, what is the cause of poverty? Nothing. It's the original state of nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the question is, what causes prosperity? Right. And and the left, they don't, they can't reconcile. They, they they assume production in ahead of time. They assume abundance, and so they view things merely as a means of how do you best distribute this wealth. Completely lost is how is wealth created in the first place. And yeah. so, you know, we're, we're trying, and, and hopefully, you know, luckily, the, the, our work has never been more mainstream. Like that's that's why the fact that I got you know, Rush Limbaugh mentioned an article from the Mises Institute was mind blowing in itself. Beyond beyond yeah. it being mine. Um, but hopefully, no, I, I, I mean, think more people interested in our work. Yeah, absolutely. Because you you feel like that, that, that's what I feel like during COVID and, and it, it, this whole time here. It's almost like revival. Because, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, we, you know, you've been in this a while. You, you know, you look, everybody's looked like he's real young. He's like a kid. He's a young guy. You, you've been at this. You've been at this a while. Um you know, talking, learning economics, teaching economics, talking, talking economics, this sort of thing. And, you know, same thing with us. And you start to look around and go, okay, 
uh, we've been saying this for a decade now, and and finally you see light bulb comes on. It it takes it took a freaking worldwide alleged pandemic and all these lockdowns and the collapse and 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 a coup and you know a quasi insurrection, whatever. All this stuff, and you go, okay, now you guys are finally some more people are starting to realize economics is not just some boring thing that eggheads go to school and who cares? I don't get all that, but somehow it's important, right? And it goes back to, you know, when you said uh, raising up a generation and carry this on and teaching what I mean, that's that's the thing when I when I was saying, you know, be that be the parent that you're supposed to be raise up kids because that 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 are not going to fall victim to this because we've taught them economics they've learned wealth is not the default right wealth has to be produced if you do nothing and you expect somebody just to hand you stuff that's what perpetuates poverty that creates poverty and so it's important like i think back and my mom god bless her but you know, I mean, she's just, it's like cook the food, clean the house, wash the kid, you know, go to work, make sure we got, we have a house, whatever. Uh, and they didn't think about these principles. They didn't think, okay, I got to make sure my kid understands at least the basic principles of economics, you know, uh, the basic principles, of liberty, that sort of thing. And I think so many parents assume that maybe i don't know maybe the kids are watching them go to work every day or whatever and they just gonna automatically go oh well that's how the world works i i think rather kids what they see is what's produced and they they don't most kids are not going to notice what mom and dad have to do to put all the things on their uh on their table in their closet in their room they just see the stuff and then because we've had sort of this automatic assumption of they're Americans and they see this is what it is and they get it, they don't. And so now you see, and I'm very thankful, you know, back to Ron Paul and the Ron Paul revolution and, and the homeschool movement and all this stuff going on that, that there is now, as we started to see, you know, shortly after the Snowden revelations in our travels, this this rising of a of a liberty counterculture generation and uh, parents all over the country that have said, you know what, we have to actively teach this stuff. We have to actively make sure that our kids believe the right stuff. They know why they believe it and they won't give it up. And that that's what I see. And I watch I watch uh, Mises University. I watch that every year. It's always, I mean, it's like the same principles, but it's always different. You know what I mean? And it's always good stuff. And I think people, most of the people, what's amazing is most of the people teaching are brilliant scholars. I mean, like super brilliant economists and lawyers and legal minds and, and all this sort of stuff. None of it's over anybody's head. It is imminently digestible when I, when I watch it. Like. Okay, anybody should watch this stuff uh, and and could glean this. And then you have people just there's not only they're they're smart people and well educated, they're also clever. Yes. So you get you you get little like Tom Wood and some of these guys. They can just say stuff in a way in a sentence that totally makes this massive con concept make sense 
you can repeat that as a parent, teach your kids. They carry that forever. So my point is, it's economic science. It's not rocket science. You know what I'm saying? So the thing is, you have the resources like the Mises Institute. I, this stuff is on YouTube. Like every time you could just go and watch it. You don't even have to go and be there. So there's so many resources. It's awesome what Mises does. Um, and I think I, I almost most of the time don't even want to say libertarian because there's so many brainwashed Republicans right. that like, right. oh, libertarian. I, that's, you know, and, and they stay away. But it is so it is so incredibly needed today because we have these universities that i mean they're 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 cranking out armies and armies of ignorant Mm -hmm. lemmings and one of the biggest one of the biggest uh entryways into the hearts and minds of these young people is is their economic illiteracy i mean and just basic stuff not complicated not 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 a bunch of different theories and different things i mean you can go further but just basic stuff that ought to be pounded in the heads of of every american child and so uh i think that's where mises and everything you guys do or is so incredibly incredibly uh valuable and powerful well i i I, thank you i I, like it's it's certainly changed my life um you know that when i started getting into some of this stuff and and one of the things that makes it so so useful i think is that in the way that the economics is often taught in, in today is, is you, know, you need kind of like a master's in, in math, you know, to, to digest it because it's not meant like, you know, right. the way that we view it is it's very logical. It's, you know, it, and one of the interesting aspects of it is that one of the reasons why a lot of our scholars have become such good communicators is because they've been blackballed from traditional universities. Yeah. And so in order for them to, make a niche for themselves, they've had to be effective communicators, you know, like, right. like Tom Woods. I mean, Tom Woods got a PhD and, uh, you know, all of his uh, uh, degrees are from Ivy League universities. Um, and he was blackballed from mainstream academia in spite of, I mean, because of the fact that, you know, he was interested Yeah. And, and that's, you know, it's a fortune that's, that happens, but again, you adapt, you develop new school uh, skills because of it. And, and this goes back, what's interesting throughout American, uh, throughout the history of Austrian economics. I mean, the Mises Institute is named after a guy named Louis von Mises, brilliant scholar uh, from uh, from Vienna. Um, that's where the Austrian you know, name comes from. Um, he had to flee uh, his country. Because he had to free, free, flee Europe because not only was he uh, a Jewish economist, but he was a, a leading free market economist. And because of that, he was the top one of the top intellectual uh, intellectuals targeted by the Nazis. He fled to Switzerland before he came to the U.S., and they had people going after him and trying to hunt him down in Switzerland because they thought his ideas were so uniquely dangerous to the Nazi uh, regime. And so that's why he fled to the U.S. When we got to the U.S., FDR had so taken over you know, American intellectual, the American intellectual sphere that he, he, the only teaching position he could get had to be funded by a benefactor. So this is something that's not unique to us. And what, right. what's great, though, is that there's a lot more – in spite of this, like the Mises Institute, our work directly inspired like Wikipedia. Uh, J- Jimmy Wales was a student at Auburn where, where we're located. He read Hayek's uh, uh, essay on the use of knowledge in society and came up with this idea of like a decentralized uh, uh, encyclopedia. Bitcoin was directly inspired by you know, an Austrian understanding of money. Um, you know, it's, it's meant to mimic the gold standard. It's a depoliticized form of money. Um, and, so, and so like in spite, like just good ideas out there, put in the hands of the right people, you could have all these incredible uh, uh, creations ex- uh, arise from it. 
But it's core though, just really it's the, it's the basic litmus. The, the, the re, economics is the best into, individual fail safe against all these grand schemes of, of politicians. Yeah, there's, uh, there's F.A. Hayek's uh, quote, uh, the curious task of economics is to demonstrate to man how little they know about what they imagine they can design. You, know, you can think of all the great things in the world, but you part, start putting a price tag on it and it falls apart. And, and, and if any of your, your uh, viewers are interested in this, um, we're giving away copies of Economics in One Lesson for free, including shipping, um, at Mises.org slash one lesson. And we also have um, uh, one of the projects I worked on last year is we've done a Economics for Beginners section of, of short animated videos at begineconomics.com. And so it's great for like high school students and things like that. It's a, a very beginning kind of jumping off point. But again, obviously, we see this, ma this massive opportunity with um, exactly right, right there. And, and so we, because we see this opportunity of students, of teachers and our parents looking for new resources um, to help, you know, to, to help prepare their kids, to vaccinate their kids before they can get corrupted um, and, and brought over to the left. And I think our products are great for this. By the um, way, I did that myself. There you go. Right here. So it works. Yeah. Same link. Right yeah. there. I got a, in fact, I got a whole box right here beside me. And, and we also have, um, um, if, if you are a homeschooling parent and you're looking for a textbook, uh, Bob Murphy has a, a book called uh, Lessons for the Young Economist. The textbook itself, like a, a, the, you know, the, the full physical copy, I think is like 20, 25 bucks. The, yeah. the teacher's guide is free online. Um, so again, like we, 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 our big goal is to try to get as much material out there free or as low a cost as possible. Um, because again, it's, it's about the ideas because we believe that the ideas more than anything else, ideas is what shapes uh, uh, the world. Yeah. And it's, it, it's not just head stuff, you know, it's like, cause you, you just gave examples of, it's not just making your head get bigger, you know, with facts and figures, but it Bitcoin grew out of that wikipedia i mean many other things we could sit here and name but but you know so it's not just it, 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 it i think the same thing people look at this stuff economics history some of the stuff we teach and uh stuff chris and teach, teaches you know she get that reaction sometimes ah, it's, it's just history what what difference does that make and so uh, you know i mean i don't know what i don't know what to tell people like that but um i ideas shape reality and and these are so impactful and so necessary so yeah awesome stuff i want to shift gears for a second okay so because you're also you mentioned you alluded to this you're the uh, vice chairman of the bay county republican party also now i i saw <laughs> i saw a news article bro that some nutcase showed up in the uh in the headquarters giving you some guff like shoved you like assaulted you in in uh the bay county republican headquarters what's up with that man what, what how did all that go down yeah this was a few weeks ago um we had somebody come in it was after january 6th i think it was the weekend after and the guy comes in and you know, you know with a mask I, I knew i kind of right away that he probably wasn't one of ours and uh uh he was a younger guy and uh he's coming yelling at us saying you know when are, when are you guys going to take down these MNF and, you know, Trump signs? Trump's a traitor. We're going to take, we're, we're going to take you guys out. Um, you know, all, and, and so I, you know, we had you know, two women and a, and a, a elderly volunteer there. So I get up and I, I'm, I get, you know, make sure I'm the closest guy to him and I'm trying to get him out the door. I was like, dude, you got to go. And, and, you know, he's going back and forth and, and then like he, he, you know, like in a video, like I mean, he gets, gets down and crouches and I like, pull out, shove, you know, tries to shove me. Wow. He, he looked like Brian Stelter from CNN, so I was never particularly worried about you know <laughs> being harmed. 
you're not a small a, you're not a small guy yeah i'm not yeah i was yeah i was that was too intense I mean, but i mean he, he's lucky that he was dealing with me though because we had some of the people that we have you know, they, they would have been a little quicker to shoot than i was um <laughs> and so 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 you know he, at first, I wasn't going to press charges. I didn't want to like. I, I have a feeling the guy just went in there with, with untitled, just just rage. Yeah, never been in the fight before, and he he just lost it. And I, I, after talking with some people, they wanted me to because they didn't want it to seem like you know make it make it a soft target. And so you know we ended up pressing charges, working with the sheriff's office, um, which I, I, I still don't feel great about. But yeah. we don't have to. Um, yeah, I, I, we have a lot of volunteers that go through that office, and I don't want. You know, it, Bay County again is luckily a very red district, but there's a few. There's, there's a small militant minority mm-hmm. that um, that that you know they they for one though they're, they're definitely paying attention to what the Bay County Republican Party is doing now because we're we're making some headlines. Yeah, and good. and so we have to kind of protect ourselves. Um, right. but you know, but but it's but you know it's been fun engaging in the process of this level because again, like there's so much that can be done. Uh, I, I, I'm a, I've gotten really interested in 1800s American political history, like the uh, Samuel Tilden. Uh, he was the one that got uh, uh, got swindled in the election of 1876, where he had four states with contested results. Also, it's an interesting parallels out there. Anti-corruption yeah. guy, great stuff. Yeah. Wanted to drain the swamp. But what's interesting about this entire period is that the political process. You know, we, you know we, we've been told that okay, the two things you don't talk about is religion and politics. And the problem is, is that by silencing us and, and told not to, like, it, it ends up allowing for a lack of discourse on these topics. And I think that particularly with conservatives, because, you know, we don't want to politicize our lives, right? Like, you know, part of being conservative is understanding that the government should be limited in scale and that these other civil institutions that are supposed to be filling those voids. And unfortunately, that's been, a, I, I, that's been used against us in a lot of ways. And so that's how you have a small minority of like left-wing activists that can be in a city like Bay County and get, you know, a radical group to start doing trainings in our local school board. Or, or you know, try to take down our, our you know, we, we have a, a local activist that's lived, moved here like four years ago, um, you know, Democrat activist, and she's trying to to take to get the uh, the Panama City Beach flag eliminated um, because she thinks it's sexist, right? So like you've been here four years and you're trying to tell us how what our city's flag should be like the, the arrogance yeah. that it requires to do that to someone, and and it's because so so you know we're trying to use this this local party to to really express. The voice, you know, the opinion of the majority of Bay County, and, and so we, we, we well, uh, last last month we uh, uh, voted on in, in support of Donald Trump's concerns about the election, and so that we will we'll only refer to uh, Joe Biden as uh, President imposed. So right. if, if 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 Donald Trump does not concede the election, and people would have thought you you, you have, I mean, they thought that we were terrorists, you know, like for 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 daring doing this. It's like look, I think what, I what saw you on Fox. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we got all sorts of stuff from that, and it's just like, (laughs) what do you? This this is what if you want to stop things like like uh, January sixth, right? Where you have non political action, right? You have violence. People engage in non political action when they believe they are not being listened to, right? When they do not believe that anybody represents them, exactly. And so, like, that's like if your interest is in you know civil coexistence. Then you should be, no matter your your affiliation, you should be excited about like the Marjorie Taylor Greens, mm-hmm. right? Who, who you know, she's being attacked for being a kook because oh, you know, she she said some nice things about Q. Like, okay, fine. Guess what? There's millions of people that that are reflected by her. She's the right. only person they have. She, d- democracy is her having being a representative of these people in our government, but they don't want a democracy. They want democracy to be purely ceremonial. Yeah, they 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 want to 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 make the 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 
approved opinion, uh, you know, the, the index card of approval opinion to be so small where all the disagreements about personalities rather than genuine disagreements and values. And, and so that's what we're trying to do is to try to, 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 to really represent our constituents so that yeah, they feel that they can I be say, I would say they want capital D democracy. They want pure yeah. democracy in that yeah. sense. Absolute. It's the mob rule. You yeah. know, whoever has the ascendancy, then, then you silence everybody else. Yeah. Um, that's where we are. And, and, and of course, then you add in, um, this, this conglomerate of government and, you know, big corporate, corporate, I would say corporate America, it's global mm -hmm. corporatism at this point, these, these big corporate entities, big tech, big social, um, you know, and, and now weaponized the entire system to make this homogenous, uh, homogenous world of a single point of view, uh, their, dystopian utopia that that they want to create and imagine and um it, it, it's crazy but i and that again not to harp on this but uh going back to you know you doing what you do where you are uh i mean it's my goal to raise to raise our son not to be dependent on all that stuff you know if you you raise a child who's successful prosperous and he doesn't have to bow to that system he's not dependent on that system you know so uh, if everybody had that mindset and then we raised up entrepreneurs to create, uh, you know, a patriot economy um, that that we wouldn't have America dominated by these handful of leftists that have been able to gobble up everything. Uh, you know, we buy everything they make and everything they do and we're sending them all our money so that they can enslave us. I mean, it's, it's crazy. I, I just I cannot comprehend uh where is the where is the patriot economy yeah. because i know we're smarter than they are we work harder than they do what, what is going on here and so we we people have to take care of where you are you know make your yourself your life your family prosperous and principled and not dependent on this stuff and let's stand up a new generation uh that will not be controlled by these people and will not be silenced. And, and then they, they have no, uh, no place to recruit from. And I, I think that's how we can pull the plug on these people. One of the areas, like the, the, the most underappreciated part of like, the 20th century was when America went completely off the gold standard. And this is why Ron Paul railed about it so much, because once you took away any sort of independent mark with the dollar, yep. then it completely politicized money. And, and what happens is that so so government now can can create money at, at its whim. The money, you know, the Federal Reserve creates new credit. Credit goes directly to banks. So that gives. And so there's the, one of the most important economic concepts. That, like if you, if you Google like the Wall Street uh, Wall Street Journal, even and you search Cantillon effects, um, named after one of the early economists. Uh, it's nothing. Will, you know, there's nothing you'll find there. But it's interesting because all this concern about like income inequality and wealth inequality. It comes down to Cantillon effects because when you create new money or new credit, um, the, the first ones to benefit from that money are the early receivers, and then the next, and, and then it's the second receivers, the third center. And, and so, when, when you create new money, it's not neutral. For example, this past the past year, right, we saw twenty two percent of all dollars in existence were created in the calendar year twenty twenty. Um, that money, so so so, because of all this COVID bailouts, it's the big corporations that got the most of that. Right. That's why they're doing okay. 
I mean, that's what you, we saw like stock markets going to record highs while you had record low, low uh, you know, record unemployment. It's like, yeah, that's showing it's, yeah. it's, 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 so that's so what they broke. And, and, and that's, that's where that, that breaking is. And so this is precisely why, I mean, one of the best ways to do it, uh, you know, you don't, you don't want to go hundred percent in on any sort of asset, but in terms of long-term savings, de-dollarizing your, your long-term savings is very important because they're going, inflation's happening. Like they, this, this, they can't get 22% is just ridiculous. Right. Um, and so that's, that's where things like Bitcoin and gold and silver, and, and this is why historically, right. Historically, one of the first things they do is they go after, um, alter, you know, alternative ways of saving, you know, FDR confiscated gold, um, going back before that, when they had banking runs, they, they uh, allow banks not to deliver, Money back in, in specie, right, and in, in, in gold and silver. Like, this is the number one thing that authoritarian governments use when things are going bad. And what's going to happen going forward, I think, is that increasingly you're going to see like populism. And again, this is kind of playing out with the Robin Hood stuff going on right now. Is that it, it's it's a populist battle between the people and the institutions, because you know. So one of the so again, the dollar is not going. I'm not saying the dollar is going to collapse like tomorrow. I think a lot of people get again. This is where again, libertarians can be overly critical of the U.S. government and not look at things on a global scale. You have a lot of other central banks that having done the same exact stuff the Fed has done, and they're just much smaller. So the consequences, if, if you pee in a small pool, it's different than peeing in the ocean, right? Like it's kind of that, those sort of dynamics at play. And so you're going to have others, other central banks hurt first, and then the dollar is going to be kind of the last one there. But when the dollar hurts, it's going to be the IMF, World Bank, you know, it's going to be global organizations that try to step in and solve that, right? And they're going to they're going to uh, impose their own global dollar. And so the alternative to that is going to be people-owned money. It's going to be the you know, gold, silver, Bitcoin, things like that. And that's where I think that's where the fine, that financial battle is going to be so important because if you are able to, if the people win that, if politicians no longer get to simply spend as much as they want, then for one, it's going to create a lot of those restrictions on government policy, right? Like all these social programs are only be able to fund through the printing press. Um, you know, if you're concerned about uh, aggressive wars overseas, right? The period of total war, coincided with uh, the period of central banking, right? right. Um, mo the money is the key to all of this. Yep. And, and so that, that's, and, and uh, there's this great book of uh, the Bitcoin standard by a, a scholar named Stephanie Amos. Uh, he got his PhD at Columbia, learned economics at the Mises Institute because he learned it, he was learning in Columbia wasn't quite right. And his book is fascinating because it, the Bitcoin's a very small part of it. You could hate Bitcoin and still learn a lot from this book, but it goes through the, the history and the, the cultural consequences of money creation is you know that's what uh, uh, for 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 conservatives that, that don't like the, the libertarian word I, I feel the same way like libertarians right now online libertarians do, do a great job of giving libertarianism a bad name um, <laughs> but the, the institute has always kind of stood out where we've never been hostile to religion in the way that a lot of other libertarians that kind of view libertarianism as a, a prideful celebration of like alternative lifestyles right. we've always been different than that and so um, um, like a, a so we've always been focused on the cultural moral consequences of inflation and of these sort of things, because when you have an inflationary culture, then you're penalizing that you planting those trees for your for your for your sons to enjoy. Right? You're penalizing thinking the long term, and you're rewarding short termism, and that that that's how civilizations destroy themselves. That that's how barbarians take over the gates. Right? It's 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 this nihilistic live for the day and not right. for the future. That's, right. that's where again, a lot of this has so many more ramifications than simply uh, you know, critiquing government policy in the short term. Right. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, and that's we need such a we need a long term perspective. You have to have long term vision. Um, and that's why the, these ideas are so 
are so important because it, it, it's like this unending chain of consequences uh, that manifest either either by the uh, proper use of these ideas and implementation of these ideas or or the opposite right there's just massive consequences um for that so i, I had a question do you feel like in the, the bitcoin the the cryptocurrency decentralized money do you feel like they're starting to feel the threat like i noticed uh yelling you know, comes out and says, oh, we, you know, we may have to clamp down on this Bitcoin stuff. And, and you, you start to hear these sort of rumbles. Do you feel like they're 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 recognizing that, hey, this battle is coming? They, they definitely are. Um, IMF has been saying some certain similar things going back a few years. The exciting thing is this, is that we've already have experimentation on countries, very powerful governments banning Bitcoin. China mm -hmm. did it. Russia did it. And what they end up succeeding at doing is not banning Bitcoin, but rather uh, cracking down and, and criminalizing exchanges, which are kind of like the bank sort of aspect to it. Mm -hmm. But nothing could stop you as an individual from transacting Bitcoin with another individual. Um, and that's important. Like that peer-to-peer -peer aspect is so important. Short and it's so, EMP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. If, if, if the entire electrical grid goes down and, and, and yeah. you know, all that. You've got then, bigger problems right. than uh, your Bitcoin wallet. Bullets are a good thing to invest in in case of that scenario. <laughs> but what really, because I, I, I was a Bitcoin skeptic for a very long time because you know, I, I kind of grew up with gold, right? Like, you know, gold is, gold is real money. It's something I want in my teeth, right? Like the old Jacksonian sort of uh, fascination mm -hmm. with it. And I still, I, I still own gold. I still own silver. Like there's, ways, there's places for all of that, right? But what sold me on this is when um, you had Venezuela start going through significant hyperinflation. India had a currency crisis because of some of the policies that Modi tried to do with, with banknotes. Um, Iran had high, high hyperinflation because of the sanctions and, and other policies that they were doing. And in those countries, you end up seeing Bitcoin being used as an alternative currency more than you did gold. And it's because it's just easier to use. You know, if, if, you have a, if you have a computer, like which is you know, not, not necessarily a given in, in those countries, right? It's, it becomes a lot easier to Man, use. Everybody has cell phones, right? And, and so once you start, once I start seeing and that, okay, let's make it there. Have yeah. cell phones. Yes. Well, that's that's, that's the uh, crazy the, the affluence of American society that where we're told is so uh, so rotten. Yeah. Um, and and so like that's where I can you know the, the, the important thing is that you, you want to know the basics, like you want to know how to, to to hold your own wallet rather than exchange. Like there's there's a lot of work that goes into it. Nothing's easy. Right. Sure. Um, but again, this this to me, I think it's just one of those really important self-preservation mechanisms in an, in an unfree society. And, yeah. and, and you're going to start seeing the Obama. Like, what's really scary is that once you, once the censorship, of, like the big tech stuff, it doesn't start stop with big tech. It goes into the banking. You know, right. You've seen all sorts of political dissidents be debanked, thrown yeah. off Patreon, etc. Right. Crypto is going to is a way of separating yourself from government authority on your financial issues. Right. I used to always say, I, I always have plan B, beans, bullets, bullion, yeah. and Bible. And I guess I can add Bitcoin, little, little Bitcoin. to that. Bitcoin. So it's another, another part of plan B. Um, it, it, you know, it's all, you need to be prepared no matter what. I, I think pursue success, pursue victory, but be prepared, right? Be prepared to... Um, withstand i hate to use the word sur survive because i'm not into survival right i'm not here to survive i'm here to succeed yeah. um but you know pursue victory leverage opportunity 
but then you know you, you have to be ready. Sometimes the barbarians do pour through the gate, and you have to uh, you have to politely escort them out. Um, so be ready for these things. Well, man, it's been uh, it's been good to have you today. Good conversation with you. Appreciate all the work that you're doing at the uh, Mises Institute as well as the Bay County Republican uh, Party there, man, and and everything else you got going on. Um, talked to our good friend Bernie Thompson yesterday, had a conversation on here as well. And, and, uh, so we, uh, and he agreed. We're both, we're both proud of, proud of, proud of, uh, our buddy though. And, uh, so man, keep up the good work. Where do you have a place? I know you like you write and stuff goes everywhere. Do you have one location for the things that you write that people can go to or like, where is the best place they want to know what's up with though. What is he doing? They want to hear some of the smart things that he says and writes. Um, what's the easiest way for people to to uh, find you and follow you? I need to do a better job of having my, my website with all of my my content. Um, Twitter is is yeah, I, I usually share everything on Twitter at, at Tho Bishop, um, and then just my, my author page at Mises.org will have. We, we, I do a podcast uh, a weekly on there, and um, nice. all my articles. You know, most of my articles are on there. Um, but so uh, if yeah. I'm here at uh, let's see, I'm here at. I'm here at Mises.org. And so what do I do? Search? Uh, yeah, if you search, search uh, Tho Bishop, you know, my author page will. Bishop. That's my author page will come up. And boom, there's your profile. Yep. yep. And uh, is it showing on the screen? Did I? I, I asked, I've seen it again. All right. Oh, did I change page? All right, let me try this. Let me try uh, share this again. Somehow I uh, changed screens. So basically, I go to Mises.org, and uh, then I can look you up, and boom, there you are. I see that. What what Biden has planned for us. That's your latest podcast. Yep. Trump's potential legacy. This was uh, that was the that was the uh, article that um, uh, the Godfather of Talk Radio mentioned the other day, I believe. Yeah, that that, that article. So like, I, I've I've writ, tried to write some articles where I'm trying to get libertarian ideas out to a Trump audience, yeah. but this one was really I was trying to to explain Trump to libertarians. So I was I was not the most right. Like, I, <laughs> you know, I, I wasn't the most flattering. You know article i've written on it because i was just trying to get people that may not like trump to understand the value of it so the, the fact that he picked that one of all of them was quick and quite well, i mean both an honor and and uh, uh very exciting i thought i i thought it was just very honest you know it was just like an honest not so much critical in the sense of just hey you know here here here's what's happening here's what we see this is this is what this movement meant to people maybe you guys don't get it but here it is and uh, and then this is all of a sudden just because of this now, you know, 50 million of your fellow Americans are suddenly domestic terrorists, according to according to everybody. I mean, it, it is pure insanity, but I thought it was great. It's great. Really good article. Good stuff. You always have good stuff, man. So appreciate you being here with us today. So you guys check out the Mises, M-I-S-E-S dot org. And uh, you can search the Bishop, T-H-O uh, Bishop. Everybody should be able to spell Bishop. Tho, T H O, real simple. Nothing, nothing. It's not like French. It's not like T H E A U X W Z Y. Like you could, you could make your name French. Like if you ever wanted to look like you're French, you could do that. 
Well, yeah, I often get asked, what's it short for? And it just, it's short for my parents are crazy. There's no. Right. Exactly. Uh, All right, man. Appreciate you. Keep up the good work. And, uh, brother, we will, we will see you around. Um, okay. hopefully get out there, Panama city beach area, Bay County. And, uh, and uh, get with you guys sometime. So appreciate you. Peace, man. Thank, thank you. It'd be good. Great, great joining you. Uh, Honored to be with you. And again, ho hope to have you out here soon. Yes, sir. God bless. You too. All right. So that's our interview with Tho Bishop of Mises Institute and vice chairman of the Bay County Republican Party, doing great things, educating people, raising up a generation, changing the culture. It's, it's all about the battle of the, of, the, of the mind. It's really always what it comes down to. Uh, you know, you, you've heard Chris Ann talk about this. Um, 1776, you, you have the revolution, but at the same time, it was. And now, it didn't take it didn't take a majority of the people to make a revolution. It was a minority of the people, but uh, uh, a revolution, right? A an armed revolution doesn't necessarily mean you change the culture. So, you had the monarchist uh, here. Even after our independence, revolution for independence from Great Britain, and uh, we've been fighting them ever since. So it, it's still always the battle of the mind, battling the culture. And you know we we've given we've given free reign to to them for so long. They've taken so many areas that that's what we're fighting: a, a well entrenched culture of ignorance and idiocy, uh, and uh, Leninism, and so you know, that's where we're fighting. So we, we have to, we have to battle on those, on those grounds in addition to the political, uh, political fight and all the other things we do. So then education is always part of it, always part of it. So many people are like, Oh, that doesn't matter. Educate. You got to get people in office and you know, we got to get people elected. Yeah. That's just part of it. If you elect a bunch of idiots that don't have the right principle and what difference does that make? I mean, we've seen how that works. So, uh, Battle, battle for the hearts and minds. It's just ongoing. It doesn't stop. And you can go to libertyfirstuniversity.com and get yourself equipped and armed with these principles to help fight that battle, the battle for hearts and minds. You can do that. Check it out, libertyfirstuniversity.com. Online constitutional training, self-paced, uh, short, understandable video segments, but in-depth teaching. And Dr. Hall puts it in a, you know, on the bottom shelf, we like to say, uh, everybody can understand it. Everybody can get it. And we have to do it. We have to do it. So let's get plugged in, get involved. Uh, keep up with these guys who are giving you the right information and the right perspective and the tools and techniques and understanding to stand for liberty and protect our pea patch. Amen. Appreciate you guys being here. This has been the Chris Ann Hall Show Daily Journal. I am J.C. Hall filling in for Chris Ann. I will see you next time. Chris Ann will be back soon. I'm out.